What's up, Goreheads? This is Ben and Nancy from the Extreme Horror Replay Podcast. We like to bicker, complain, needle, and criticize. And if we're lucky, we'll squeeze a horror movie review in there somewhere. We've been married a long time, so we know how to argue. (laughs) Check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms, and you decide who's right or wrong in the argument. Hey everybody, and welcome to Twisted Tales. Just a quick little uh, short and sweet segment of uh, some serial killers, missing people, murders, all that fun stuff. So, just gonna give this to you best I can, and um, you know, thanks for listening, subscribing, whatever. I appreciate you. Take care. Welcome back to another episode of Bucket of Chum, the Shark Movie Podcast. And again, this week, we are Bucket of Chum, the Piranha Movie Podcast. And we are in week two of Piranha December. And this week, I checked out Mega Piranha from 2010, directed by Eric Forsberg and Stuart Gillard. The Piranha were so big, they needed two fucking directors. Uh, Stuart Gillard also directed uh, Peter Benchley's Creature, which I did a review on on Patreon. That is a two-part episode because it was a... uh, two-part miniseries so head over to patreon to check that out so right off the bat we're going to start off with a plot synopsis for this bad boy when a science experiment goes horribly wrong gigantic fish gain appetites for human flesh that's uh yep pretty basic <laughs> jesus christ it's a military experiment i or no it is a science experiment i guess but there is a lot of military involved but i guess the bare minimum basics of this yes that is what this movie's about it has an average rating on Letterboxd of 1.7 stars, which feels about right for this movie, uh, which brings us to our poster expectations. So this poster has Mega, or Giant Piranha, eating Navy ships and taking down like helicopters or jets. And if this was like a Polonia Brothers movies, like the guys who did Cocaine Shark, Doll Shark, those kind of movies, then I wouldn't expect to see any of those things in this movie. But because it's from The Asylum... Now, if you don't know uh, The Asylum, The Asylum is a movie studio that mostly specializes in doing what they call mockbusters. So they'll take a title like Transformers and turn it into Transmorphers. So that way when people are like at the video store or like on demand, sometimes it confuses people. And they've been sued uh, numerous times for this, for having their titles be too close. Like knowingly trying to capitalize on bigger movies this movie for example 
came out in 2010 so did the piranha remake so they were trying to capitalize on that except this the plot is entirely different than that uh, sort of for the most part but i digress because it's from the asylum i do actually expect to see some of this ridiculousness albeit in terrible terrible cgi fashion but there's nothing else left to do but let's dive in we get a title card that tells us we are on the Orinoco River, Venezuela. We see a bikini babe and some schlubby boyfriend argue in Spanish before sitting down for a picnic. And then the woman decides to get into the water and she's like egging on her boyfriend so he can get in. And then she's attacked by Piranha. They're just regular sized ones right now. And he tries to get out but he's dragged under. And naturally all the Piranha here are CG. Not surprising. And we've already gotten a title card that says Mega Piranha. But then right after this scene, they decide to give us another one before the opening credits. Like, fucking why? I know what I'm watching. I don't need to be told twice. <laughs> it's so weird. And then after the credits roll, we get a title card telling us we are in Puerto Ayacucho, Venezuela. I probably butchered that pronunciation, so I apologize, but that's as good as it's going to get. And we get a lot of epic zoom shots and helicopter shots and another title card reminding us what river we're on. And we see a U.S. ambassador and the Venezuelan foreign minister and they're on a boat going down this river with a bunch of bikini babes on their boat. And then they argue nonsense, politics. And then on the fish radar, we see a bunch of blips. And in the water, the passengers see an alligator. But then as its head starts to tilt, we see it's just the head and the rest of its body has been eaten off. The piranha then start attacking the boat and jumping on the boat and attacking the passengers and some of them fall out of the boat for reasons. In a lot of these movies like the boat is slightly tapped and then like 20 people go flying off the boat. Like this is a smaller boat it only holds probably like six or seven people but still it's slightly rocked and like a bunch of people just fall off. After they all die we see the boat sink and then we see an arm floating away down the river. And then in epic fashion, again, we're in Los Angeles. And like every time we change location, there's just like all these like really crazy zoom and helicopter shots, which a lot of low budget movies seem to do because like makes it feel more expensive for reasons. At least that seems to be their reasoning because I can't fucking think of anything else. And we're with Secretary of State Brady or Brody. I think it was Brady. And he contacts some special forces dude named Fitch. And he wants him to go track down whoever killed the U.S. ambassador in Venezuela. So Fitch heads down to Venezuela. Back on the river, we see two people, uh, Dr. Sarah Monroe and Dr. Eli Gordon, who are both like marine biologists and scientists. And they find the debris of the boat and they bring it back to their lab. And they do some like a bunch of tests on it. And they find like some DNA matches, matches a specimen. Um, long story short, these assholes lost these fish and now they seem to be doubling in size. One of the microbiologists, uh, Brian, tells them they need to tell the colonel about the breach and they say that they have and he won't listen. Fitch arrives at the airport and someone from the army is waiting for him to take him to Colonel. Uh, the one we were talking about er uh, earlier, the scientists were Colonel Diaz is his name. Sarah meets Fitch outside the airport and tells him about the fish experiments and tells them one of her specimens like was out of control, needed to be killed, but somebody stole or the fish somehow escaped. So they don't know how the fish got out. They don't know if somebody stole a specimen and let it loose or if it escaped somehow. And she says that Diaz thinks that she's just crazy and she's like urging Fitch to convince Diaz and Fitch actually agrees to this. 
So he arrives at the military base and he meets Diaz and he assures him the criminals will be held responsible and then tells him to stay on base so he knows where he is at all times. But he's trying to say it in like such a friendly manner as if he's not trying to like be uh, like super overpowering to him. Fitch so <clears throat> Fitch shows Diaz a piece of debris uh, that Monroe showed him and then shows him that there's like no signs of any sort of explosives or anything that would explain why the boat was torn apart. But again, Diaz thinks Monroe is crazy, and Fitch says he needs to dive in the river immediately, and Diaz takes him there by helicopter. So as they're going there by helicopter, Fitch asks when are they going to land, and Diaz says, this is the jungle, Mr. Fitch, there is nowhere to land. Fucking what? No, what? That doesn't make, that makes no fucking sense. There's nowhere to land in the jungle? They did a pretty good fucking job in Vietnam, they did it all the time. So Fitch is furious, and he asks, like, why the hell they're in a helicopter, and Diaz says whatever needs to be done there will be done by him. And he yells at Fitch some more, and then Fitch says his government needs answers, and then Diaz just orders the helicopter back to base. Like, what a waste of fucking fuel. Like, you brought him out there just to make a point? Like, why? Why wouldn't you just make your point back at the base? Even from a filmmaking perspective, like, this was just a waste of time and money. Jesus. Back at the base, Fitch watches TV and sees some report on the ambassador's funeral and then says, screw this, and then he gears up like he's fucking Rambo, and then he sneaks his way out of the base in hilarious fashion. Like, he's just moving around all over the base, like, army crawling under cars and, like, balancing on ladders while people walk underneath them. Fucking ridiculous. So he sneaks out of the base and heads into town, and he pays someone with a boat to take him upriver to the crash site. He gets on the phone with the Secretary of State, uh, or whatever government dude uh, Brady is, and he tells him Diaz is up to no good and that these fish might be responsible, and then he tells the boater to call some number, basically to call the Secretary if he, if he isn't back in 20 minutes. He finds some sort of beaver dam looking thing, and then he climbs over to the other side and he swims around, and then he comes across some of the fish and defends himself with a knife, as soon as he cuts one of the fish, it alerts the rest of them, and then they start attacking that fish, and then Fitch swims back to shore. As he's walking away, a giant piranha jumps out of the water at him, and he grabs it, and we get a practical rubber fish here. And, like, he Ed Woods the shit out of this fight. Like, if you've ever seen an Ed Wood movie, or you've seen the movie Ed Wood, um, basically, he was telling uh, Bella Lugosi to fight with this octopus or this giant squid, and it was supposed to be like animatronic, but they didn't have a controller to actually move it, so he basically just had to pretend that it was moving. So yeah, that's basically what this guy is doing with these fucking rubber fish. And then he ends up stabbing the shit out of it and kills it. And he takes the fish back on the boat with him. So he, sw he somehow swims all the way back to this boat that took him there. I don't know how he managed to do that without getting caught by the fish, but... He did. He calls Secretary Brady and tells him it was giant piranha, and he heads back to the military base, and he slams the fish on Diaz's desk, and he says, here's your terrorist, and Fitch explains they're man-made. But now that they found them, they just need to destroy them. And he's going to go ask Monroe, uh, Sarah Monroe, the scientist, and he goes to them and shows them the piranha they found, and the scientists start, like, looking it over and examining it, and he tells them that uh, they were trapped by a dam, and then Fitch starts, like, spitballing ideas, but the scientists keep coming up with reasons, like, why they won't work. And then they basically plan to reinforce the dam with concrete slabs to suffocate the fish. I guess maybe because they wouldn't get fresh water in there? I'm not entirely sure of this plan. And then we also learn that the fish are hermaphrodites, so they can reproduce on their own. And they have, like, two hearts and, like, 
triple thick skinned, all kinds of crazy shit. Brady tells Fitch to get back to the base because Diaz is up to something, and Sarah goes with Fitch so they can try to convince Diaz to reinforce the dam immediately. At the base, Diaz is calling all the pilots to their station, and then Fitch finds him in a helicopter, and they join him on his mission. And so Diaz tells them they're going to go bomb the fish, and Fitch says they need to build a wall, and the chopper doesn't have enough firepower to kill them all, but Diaz doesn't listen, and the helicopters start firing into the water using bullets and missiles, and they manage to kill, like, a bunch of piranha, but they also manage to destroy the dam, because of course they fucking did. And then later on, Brady calls Fitch, and they say, oh yeah, it's all good, but of course we all know better. And then Brady also tells Fitch that the scientists are in danger of being arrested because the Venezuelan government are being a bunch of douchebags. So Brady says he's going to go fly down and try to smooth things over, and he tells him to keep Diaz happy. Fitch walks through the base, and Diaz and his men are celebrating, drinking, and he offers Fitch a drink, and they, you know, talk shit about the scientists. And then Diaz, like, starts getting upset and angry and says he wants to go see her lab because maybe they have more experiments they shouldn't have. And then all of a sudden he just orders his men to go to the lab and then they all go there and meet Sarah. And she tries explaining to Diaz that she's like sanctioned by the United Nations but Diaz doesn't care and he says the scientists have done illegal scientific experiments that they're under arrest and the facility is closed. So while Diaz and the soldiers are like going through the lab like emptying out drawers and shit, Sarah runs over to Fitch and tells him to take her car and leave. At the dam site, there's a few uh, scientists talking over a radio and saying that there's no way they got all the piranha. And then one of them says they hear Diaz's patrol boats and they decide to leave. As the boat is patrolling, we see the fish finder spot massive fish under them. And then the piranhas start biting the underside of the boat. And some of the men fall in, of course, because, you know, it rocked slightly. So we got to fall in the water. And then some of the fish just jump up onto the boat and take out a few soldiers and we get some practical effects here again, which was nice. Although they probably like just built one piranha and then just reused it, which is fine. I'm okay with it. Honestly, it's better than nothing. The next morning, the scientists by the dam meet up and say like they've been running from Diaz's men all night. And then they're spotted by some soldiers. And then one of them tries to take them hostage, but then he's attacked by a piranha. And the scientists kind of watch helplessly. They want to help him, but like there's not really anything they can fucking do. Fitch is scoping out a building and he's on FaceTime with Brady. And they talk about the attack the previous night on the river. And then he insists Fitch save the scientists because they're the only ones who could stop the fish. In the interrogation room, uh, Diaz is with one of the scientists. And he's trying to get him to sign a document saying that he actually works with the CIA. And he was hired to create the piranha. But the scientist says, like, they're arguing about the wrong stuff. And says, like, we need to stop the piranha. And, yeah, Diaz is just kind of stupid and kind of an asshole. Like, what he's doing doesn't make any sense. Like, it doesn't matter what happened like why it happened right now what you need to do is stop them and he has no evidence for this like so you work for the cia bullshit like he's just fucking insane outside fitch spots the three scientists being escorted out of the building and into a black van he follows them and then they run into a roadblock and people are panicking and running away as sirens blare throughout the city fitch gets out of the car he knocks out the driver of the van and he gets the scientists into his car but then they spot something down the road, and then we just see mega piranhas smashing into the buildings of the town. The town is on fire, people are running away, just complete fucking madness. One of the piranha impales itself on a lighthouse, so I guess they're not like super fucking smart either. I guess they were just bred to grow really big, not actually do much thinking. The scientists tell Fitch the fish are probably headed for the ocean, but he needs to do more testing on the water? 
like, and they don't even fully explain this. They're like, yeah, we got to test the water. Ugh. They're just, like, throwing out sentences to try and make shit seem scientific when it's not. Whatever. Fitch and the other two scientists track the fish, and then we get some science dump that they can reproduce within six hours. So they're just, like, constant, constantly multiplying. And there's also, like, no limit on how big they'll grow. Fitch spots a woman on the beach bleeding, and he tries to help her, but she dies. And then she's attacked by a bunch of piranha. And then he's attacked, and then he lays on the sand and just starts, like, bicycle-kicking the fuck out of them. He is like fucking Liu Kang in Mortal Kombat, except he's just laying down, bicycle-kicking all these piranha. After he kicks them all away, the scientists say they're headed for the ocean, but they can't breathe in salt water, so it'll be like hitting a wall. And at first, I'm like, well, why are they headed there? But apparently, it'll stop them for a little bit, and then they'll get used to it, I guess. I feel like they just changed science in this movie so it just fits whatever plot device they decided to come up with at the time it's like this was the first draft and then they just didn't go back and fix it they're like yeah this is probably good enough anyways after brian the scientist uh gives us the uh, oh we got him now he gets eaten by a giant piranha so fitch says they need to get to the embassy and then sarah flips out saying they need to find someone to help kill these fish and they're spotted by some soldiers and they run and I'm like, why are the soldiers still focused on finding these people? Like, worry about the giant fish eating your town, you fucking douche nozzle. Fitch and the last two scientists get in his car and drive off, and one of the scientists says that the fish will just continue to grow, and, like, he doesn't see them stopping. At some super bunker, we see Brady land a helicopter, and he calls Fitch, and Fitch tells him they need to bombard the river mouth. But Brady says, politically, it's a tense situation, and Fitch uh, convinces him they need to do this. Duh. And Brady gives Fitch access to, like, satellites or something. And basically, he's going to call in a strike from a Navy ship, but he has to, like, call it in as an SOS or something. I, I don't know. They come up with some convoluted plan that, one, doesn't make any sense, two, they don't fully explain. Or I zoned out, and it really doesn't matter. And then we just continue to see shots of, like, these mega piranhas swimming along the river, jumping out of the water... Fitch and the scientists come to a military checkpoint, and the scientists hide inside the car. And then the guard asks for Fitch's papers, and he just punches the man in the face and drives off as someone is following them, and it's Diaz's SUV. In the SUV, Diaz has ordered more helicopters in the air, and then says Fitch isn't a concern anymore, but he wants the scientist. So he chases them for a while. We go to the super bunker with Brady, and they tell him the ship will be in position soon. Fitch is still being pursued, and they can see, like, Piranha jumping out of the water beside them still. And he takes the car through the city to try and lose them, but they're still being followed by a helicopter. And yet, somehow, they manage to lose the helicopter as they're still being followed by the SUV. Magic. Fitch is just amazing. They manage to lose the SUV for a bit, and then they find the car, but they've abandoned it, and they're now running through the woods. So Diaz sends his men in the woods to go find them. The naval ship is off the coast, and it's waiting for the call from Fitch to strike. Fitch and the scientists are at the mouth of the river, and Fitch is trying to call the ship to make the strike, but his phone dies. And then Monroe tells Fitch to suck on the battery to give it more charge, and Fitch starts finishing her sentence as if this is a thing. And if it is, like, gross, you're sucking on the battery. But I I don't know. Is that actually a thing, sucking on a battery to give it more charge? And if it is, should you really be doing that? 
Diaz's men continue to comb through the jungle looking for them, and Diaz is getting mad and he's yelling for the scientist. Fitch finishes uh, sucking on the battery, and with five seconds left, he makes the call, and the ship fires at the mouth of the river, making lots of splashes and noise. Sarah checks the water with some device, and oh, don't detect any piranha left alive. So they start running through the jungle to head for the beach to wait for a helicopter, and as they do, we see like even bigger piranha jumping out of the water and swimming into the ocean and Monroe is just like completely shocked. The fish head for the Navy ship and they start attacking. The ship drops depth charges and like has little to no effect on the fish and then the piranha jump onto the uh, ship, bite the bottom of it and they make it sink. They take it out. Back on the beach, Monroe just keeps mumbling, there's nothing we can do, there's nothing we can do, they're just gonna keep growing, they're just gonna keep growing, there's nothing we can do. And then Fitch tells her, like, he needs her, like, at 100% because they need to figure this out. And so she kind of just snaps out of it. So they walk along, and then he tells them to stay put, and he's going to get them a helicopter. And then he goes onto the runway, and then, like, he Patrick Swayze's the shit out of some of these guards. Like, he roundhouse kicks them, and yeah, just amazing. So he takes Monroe and the other scientists onto a helicopter, and then Diaz and a couple of his men jump into another helicopter to pursue them. Under both of them, we see the piranha swimming into the ocean, and, like, they're fucking huge now. Like, they're probably bigger than, like, a fucking megalodon at this point. Ridiculous. Diaz's helicopter starts firing at Fitch's chopper as he tries to maneuver away. Diaz's and Fitch's helicopter come face to face, and Diaz fires a missile, but he hits one of his own helicopters instead. Dumbass. And then Fitch tells the scientists that the fuel line has been ruptured, and then the scientists work on fixing that from inside of the helicopter, and then somehow make it fly faster, like fucking nitrous oxide, and then they head to the super bunker. Fitch takes the scientists to meet uh, Brady and some other people, and Monroe tries to convince them that the firepower that they have might not be enough to protect them. And then Brady agrees with Monroe because she's the expert. So, like, we didn't get, like, a whole lot of back and forth. It's just like, yeah, you're the expert. I agree with you. Which is not something we typically see. Usually they're like, no, let's argue about this for 20 fucking minutes. So Monroe explains that they're basically programmed to eat and produce protein. So basically to eat and grow. And, like, so I guess they were trying to create a more sustainable food source. So, you know, create bigger fish, create more meat, blah, blah, blah. I swear this was the plot in something else recently I watched. And it may have been for the podcast, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it was. But this sounds super familiar. I bet somebody's yelling yelling at me right now what it is. I don't know what it is. I can't remember. We see a submarine come into contact with the fish, and they launch a nuclear torpedo at the piranha. And we see the fish appear to be dead, and then they just kind of shake their heads and start swimming again. And then the bunker radios the sub to get out of there. The fish comes for the sub, tear it apart, and it fucking implodes like it's the Titan. Too soon? Brady asks for a private phone line to the president, and then he tells Fitch that he's been authorized to order a full nuclear assault and basically level the place. And Fitch argues that there must be another way, and he talks about making the fish bleed because, uh, like, when he first came into contact with the fish, he made one of them bleed, and then they all just kind of, like, turned on each other. And so they need to make, like, some precise hits on the fish to make them bleed and not just, like, a full-on tactical assault. Brady agrees and gives Fitch one last chance to take these things out before a full-blown nuclear attack. We then see a news report saying there's hurricane warnings, and then we hear someone over a loudspeaker saying to stay out of the water. And I'm pretty sure, uh, oh yeah, we're at we're in Florida at this point in the movie now because they escaped into the ocean, and so they swam up to Florida. 
Does it make sense? Probably not, but here we are. Back at the bunker, we have some dude giving a breakdown on some gun to a bunch of soldiers, including Fitch, and these guns were designed to take down a nuclear sub, so they should be able to take down these fish. Fucking what? Like, you just have guns that people hold and they just take down nuclear subs? I have my doubts on the science behind that one, but we'll just fucking roll with it. Fitch and the men get into a helicopter with some device that Monroe made to attract the fish. And then back on land on a dock, two old dudes are fishing and they're attacked by the giant piranha and then so are a bunch of other people on the beach. The soldiers gear up as piranhas start slinging themselves into buildings and the news reporter is taken out by a piranha and then again we see several other beachgoers being attacked. The soldiers finally drop into the water and start shooting at the fish almost immediately but the ammo isn't going through their skin so it's not doing shit. Monroe gets on the radio and suggests going for their gills, so the men start firing at the gills, and we even see the fish start eating a shark, and then Brady orders the men out of the water, and he's ordering a nuclear strike. Monroe then suggests that shooting a bomb into its mouth um, might be able to make it explode from the inside and make it bleed sort of thing, and then Brady says he's giving Fitch two minutes before he orders that strike. One of the helicopters is rigging an explosive device, and then another helicopter is spotted flying next to them, and it's fucking Diaz, and he launches a missile and takes the helicopter out. Um, pretty sure you're now on foreign soil attacking military helicopters, so uh, that's an act of war, as they call it. Uh, so I guess the US and Venezuela are now at war. Brady orders more helicopters, and he tries to radio Fitch, but there's no response. Fitch is raised into a helicopter, but it's Diaz's, and then Fitch wastes no time. He grabs the fucking flare gun, he shoots the pilot right in the mouth, and his fucking head explodes. He grabs the friendlier soldier, or it was maybe one of the scientists, I can't remember, and then he throws him into an inflatable raft in the, in the water. He punches Diaz and says, you're fish food, and then he leaves that device that Monroe gave him to attract the fish. Underwater, the soldiers are still shooting at the fish with no luck, and Fitch finds the piranha with the helicopter in its mouth, so I, the helicopter uh, was eaten by one of the fucking piranhas, and so he leads it to a bottleneck, and he shoots the helicopter, making the fish bleed, and then the piranhas start turning on each other as they leave the Florida shore. Fitch and the remaining soldiers are taken back to the base, and Fitch and Monroe kiss, of course, because, you know, we haven't built a romantic relationship between these two, but you know here we go like the entire movie there was like no romance between these two and now they're like oh yeah i'm back from war let's fuck like ah uh, yeah and uh, then we fucking roll credits i think right off the bat we need to acknowledge that the poster is actually somewhat representative of what happens in the movie i got my navy ship eaten by piranha and helicopters taken out it's it's pretty much exactly what i expected i I can't really complain too much about that. Now, if I was going to pick a movie to rewatch, whether it be this one or last week's uh, 1995's uh, Piranha, I think I would rewatch Piranha again. I mean, this one doesn't have William Cat or, you know, Roger Corman's recycled effects, so, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer. As far as ratings go, I mean, I gotta agree with Letterboxd on this. It's 1.5 stars. And I mean, 1.5 stars in my ratings is not the worst in the world. Like, for example, uh, something like 90210 Shark Attack would get like a half star or zero stars. And if you don't remember how I felt about that movie specifically, go back and listen to that episode. I don't believe I sounded very happy because <laughs> it's fucking awful. So this to me is 
at least watchable. I'll give it that. But anyways, that wraps up week two of Piranha December. Don't forget to check me out on all the social medias. That's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Slasher, all at Bucket of Chum Podcast. And as I mentioned earlier, don't forget to check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bucket of Chum. And I will see you guys next time for an all new episode of Bucket of Chum. Good evening, you're listening to the Truth Tank podcast trailer. Today, the truth has become harder to discern. Fake news, censoring of facts, media censorship, ideology over logic. The truth has become subjective. That old saying, there are two kinds of truth, rings true today. What is fact and what is fiction? You can take the blue pill and go about your day, or you can take the red pill and take a deep dive into the world of conspiracies, history's mysteries, the hidden and the forbidden past, current and global events, UFOs, aliens and the UAV phenomenon, the world of the paranormal and high strangeness, as well as the ongoing war on pop culture and society, with the occasional movie review thrown in for good measure. If this has piqued your curiosity and you want to find out how all this ties together, join me, The Tank, every month for a deep and detailed dive into the hidden and murky world of the truth. You can find and follow The Truth Tank on Facebook and Instagram. You can listen and download the episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. May the truth be with you. Tinfoil hat not included. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Quad Pro Quo. Right now, you are probably thinking to yourself, oh, great, another movie podcast. Well, dear listener, you would be right. But throw in a couple of marriages, decades-long friendships, and a shared property line, and you have just another movie podcast with a shitload of drama. Inspired by the iconic quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs, Each week, one of us will pick a movie. It could be a childhood favorite, a classic film noir, an Academy Award winner, or a complete dumpster fire that brings joy to that person's heart. The selector's objective? To get us to love, or at the very least, not hate their pick. Will our marriages, our friendships, and our neighborhood survive? Find out each Thursday on Quad Pro Quo.